0: Welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health, and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information. And tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful. For the podcast growth so all reviews are appreciated and lastly but not least be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth so let's get started with today's episode
1: Take the next 60 seconds to gently allow your eyes to close and begin to turn your attention inward towards your heart center. And as you begin to bring your awareness inward, just begin to feel the vibrational frequencies organically begin to calm the mind. Eventually, feeling this calm wash over
0: Finished listening to 60 seconds of a high vibrational, calming, healing sound bath. And as you can see from today's title, today's episode is about sound healing. How are you feeling after listening to those 60 seconds of sound healing? Ponder on that. As we prepare to get into today's episode, let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have such a beautiful and amazing guest by the name of Nyla. Welcome.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to um, be invited here to share space with you. Um, You know, I love being a part of these wellness spaces and um, I have listened to some of your other episodes and you do a beautiful job. So it's an honor to be here. Thank you.
0: Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for like warming my heart with that welcome. Um, And it's such an honor to be speaking to you as well. Um, Like we were talking just before we pressed the record, but, and I just love seeing women do their thing, up and just presenting beautiful works of arts in whatever form you, you know, you come in. It doesn't have to be drawing a, a picture, you know, your art can come in so many different forms, and I can't wait for you to share a piece of your art with us today. So, but before we actually get started into today's episode, you got to tell everybody who is Nyla.
1: Well, I am the founder of Nyla Ellison Wellness. Um, And just to give you a little bit of background, I actually am a Midwestern girl. So I grew up in a small town with a huge reputation, um, and I grew up in Flint, Michigan. So that's a little bit about my backstory and where I come from. But why I'm here is I am the founder of Nyla Ellison Wellness. And Nyla Ellison Wellness is really, um, the mission, I would say, is to really be a guide and a support to individuals who are looking to create a lifestyle of integrated wellness. And I um, really have a focus on healing, not only the body, but the mind and the spirit as well to create that lifestyle of integrated wellness. Uh. Yeah, Yeah, so I actually have many, many years in a a formal education and experience in the wellness space. So I actually started out um, in the cardiovascular ICU as a nurse, um, (laughs) and then I went on to study to become a board-certified family nurse practitioner. So In addition to the holistic side, I also have been um, formally trained in, I guess what we would call Western medicine. So, um, so, uh, in addition to me being board-certified fi- board family nurse practitioner, I also am a certified yoga teacher, a certified sound healer, and really just an advocate for holistic health. I um, am, am a huge advocate for the plant-based lifestyle, and um, but I think most importantly, I'm an advocate for creating these safe and inclusive wellness spaces, so that's a little bit about me and
0: uh, my, my company. Yay. Oh my goodness. And a little bit about you. I learned so much. Okay. (laughs) I knew you was a wellness girl, but you know, it's, it's nice to hear that you have been in the Western um, medicine field as well, too. Um, You don't practice anymore or Um, Right now, my focus is just
1: on my business and the holistic side, Um, but that doesn't mean that I won't ever go back and practice again. Um, I do think having um, been educated in both really gives me a unique outlook and perspective, but also gives me some unique tools to share with other people. So Um, right now like I said I'm just doing the holistic side but I'll for you know forever be a nurse and a a nurse practitioner so
0: nice and one thing I love that you said at the very beginning that you said your focus is around the mind and the spirit and you know you know a lot of times you know in our western culture world it's your first day what do I eat what do you go to the gym and you gotta get up here your mind and your heart, right? Before, you know, not not saying this is always the way, but it's so important to put focus and energy around your mind and your spirit and the energy around that flow because it will help drive the other outer things that you're looking to do with yourself. You know, having that mind in that amazing condition can help you move forward with a plant-based lifestyle and so much more. And I could kind of like dig deeper and deeper and deeper into this, but. I just love that you said that you do a focus around that, and I wanted to commend you on that. So yay! Yeah,
1: well, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: And and just to add on a quick point to that, um, you know, like you
1: said, I agree one hundred percent. If you don't have the mindset it's going to be very difficult for you to to really create these habits and these routines that mm-hmm. that get you on that path to that that integrated wellness so really mindset is above all things so I just wanted to to add on to that point
0: point. and yes you summed it up beautifully <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode even um is about sound healing even though you have so much to offer, but we're going to focus in on the sound healing today. So for anybody that's listening, maybe know what it is or don't know what it is, can you just give us a one-on-one definition on what is sound healing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So... It's it's very hard to sum up because it really is this complex practice, but I will do my best for you here. Mm-hmm. So, sound healing is really this ancient practice that has been around for thousands and thousands of years, and it's really starting to make its way more into the mainstream, just like yoga did, you know, several decades ago. And so, um, without and this is not in a medical context. This is a holistic health. Context. So I just want to make that a point um, because some of these terms I'm going, I'm going to use are really medical diagnoses, but they're the best descriptive terms for um, how sound healing can support you. So um, it has been used over the years to support people who are dealing with ailments such as um, depression and the emotions and feelings that come with that hopelessness, um, lack of motivation, lack of energy. Um, It has also been used to uh, support people who have uh, lots of anxious feelings or feelings of anxiety. It really works to um, create this energetic balance, but it also is um, multifaceted in that it has the ability to calm the nervous system as well. So it's really, really powerful for anxiety. Um, One of the most powerful ways that has been influential in my life is uh, really supporting me in dealing with insomnia. It is a beautiful way to um, really sort of organically calm the mind. A lot of times, you know, when we have things going on in our lives, um, it it can be very hard to sleep when the thoughts are racing. So again, having this ability to calm the nervous system uh, is really powerful in helping um, and supporting individuals. And uh, dealing with things like insomnia. Mm-hmm. So what makes sound healing so powerful is the actual vibrational frequencies of whatever instrument that you are playing but um, what also makes it so powerful is the intention that you set for the practice. So the frequencies, so what you're hearing, um, you know, your auditory experience, plus whatever intention you have set for the practice are some of the things that make sound healing so powerful.
0: Wow, wow. Um, It's so beautiful to hear that sound healing has so, you know, so much power. By you know, <laughs> and, you know, and just even thinking about just everyday music or, you know, within our culture, Western culture music, you listen to one song and you can realize, you can measure how your emotions go from the song that you're listening to on the radio. And just to take note, you know, on that for someone like you listening, a song may make you cry or a song may make, make bring a memory or make you dance or make you feel alive and and vice versa, you know. It's it's it makes complete sense that there is healing therapy behind sound. So, um, before we dig more into sound therapy, tell me how did you get into sound like sound therapy or sound healing? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, what I what I like to say is that for me, the yoga practice was the gateway to my entire holistic health journey. And some people are like, oh, gateway, you know, but the gateways are not necessarily bad. They can be positive as well. And that's what yoga was for me. Mm-hmm. And so I started my yoga practice, I think it's been about eight years ago. And what happens is when you really start to explore yoga in depth, you get introduced to these other practices. So you're at a studio and they're like, we're going to have a a sound healing workshop next week. And you're like, okay, I don't know what sound healing is, but let me go explore it. And that is really how I was introduced to it. And I mean, really, um, you know, on the first experience, I really felt um, that that sense of its ability to really calm the nervous system down, and it was just so powerful and i and I actually participated just as a practice for a long time, but I knew that I was called to share as a facilitator as well um just because of all of the amazing things we just talked about and and it has just been so influential in my life and my practices, and I knew that I wanted to share it with um,
0: with other people with the world really so beautiful beautiful i it, i'm i'm like you as well too um yoga was my gateway into w- walking in this more holistic field of life but you know i keep i'm still in western culture so <laughs> at the same time but it opened the doors for me to fi- to find all of these new ways and before yoga even though all everything that i'm doing now existed It didn't exist in my world because I ain't know nothing about it. (laughs) Yes, 100%. So, mm
1: -hmm. no, and I was just going to, you know, add to that. That's why I think, you know, what you and I are doing here, even right now, of course, this is your, your podcast, but having creating this space is so beautiful because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so if you don't know that it's there, there's no way you can take advantage of the tool. So just having these discussions and, and putting it out there is a, a beautiful way to share it. So
0: I think that's yes, cute. yes, yes. And that's, and honestly, this is I have multiple reasons of the becoming unique podcast, but this was one of them. It was, you know, I had all this curiosity, and actually, my um first podcast, um, I started with the um the eight limbs of yoga because I learned about the eight, well, I heard about the eight limbs of yoga. So there's this podcaster I listened to. His name is called Jim Quick, and he always said he was like, if you want to learn something, teach it. Mm. And it's it, for me, it's true because I'll listen to something or read something, and it won't necessarily resonate. But if I present it to you now, I took in all the information. It's like in my cells now. So I and so I took that in hand. Like okay, if I want to learn something, teach it. So I was like, let me start this podcast by just you know I started with talking about the eight limbs of yoga um, on my first you know first episodes. So, yeah, yeah, so just, and also, like you said, just you know putting this information out there and allowing people to be able to discover it, you know, it's no secret <laughs> it's definitely no secret, so are there so now we know that there's sound healing, and um, but are there different types of sound healing,
1: yeah, one hundred percent, um, so again, um, that is a complex multifaceted question. So <laughs> um, <laughs> so but it's so interesting. So it's it's just so, so beautiful. So there are different types of sound healings and I'll kind of break it down into um, some some of the ways that they can differ. So um, of course, your sound healings are going to vary from practitioner to practitioner, you know, what the practitioner is drawn to, um, whether they include breath work, whether they include um, meditation. So, it just is going to be very dependent upon your practitioner for one. Um, for two, you can create um, multiple different offerings around the practice of sound healing. So. For example, I use sound healing as a centerpiece modality in my navigating through grief course. So I, um, you know, support individuals who are in an active grieving phase, um, and we use sound healing as a way, um, as a, the centerpiece modality to navigate your way through that. Um, I also offer full moon and new moon ceremonies, so you celebrate the energy of, you know, releasing during the full moon and really setting your intentions and sowing your seeds during the new moon so you can really utilize sound healings in multiple different ways. So it's different in that way as well. And um, also it's going to be dependent on what type of instruments you're using. So at the beginning, you know, as I said, you can use pretty much any instrument that you want. Some people use tuning forks. Some people use the gongs. Some people use their voice. Um, Like I said, any Anything that's going to create that vibrational frequency, that musical tone, plus setting your intention is going to be considered a sound healing. So... It can differ, um, and, and some practitioners use all of those instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a particular instrument that I use. I use the crystal singing bowls. But um, yes, that is how um, some ways that sound healings um, can can differ and, and come in different um, forms and resonate in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question I just thought of. Um, would meditation music be considered sound healing? Yeah. So um, a lot of times
1: if you go on, you know, any of these, you know, streaming platforms, you'll come across things like 432 hertz. Mm-hmm. And so what that is, is um, that is so certain musical um frequencies or notable frequencies tap into certain energies. So the 432 hertz is going to be um, really like the frequency of nature. Um, mm-hmm. You may hear 528 hertz, which is unconditional love, DNA repair. So yes, those type um, uh, that type of music can be uh, used in sound healing as well. And I actually you know, when I'm doing my self care routine, I will, you know, if I'm feeling like, you know, my heart center is off, I'll throw on a five twenty eight Hertz and, and just let it do do its thing.
0: So thank you for sharing that because you know someone may be listening to this and be like oh you know I deal with anxiety I'm dealing with this sound healing may be a thing I want to try but then they may feel like they don't have access to it where do I find me a sound bath like you know it may just seem like it's a far distant stretch but in 2022 we do have access to the internet and to know that we are just you know a a google search away from getting access to some type of sound healing. Now. If a person's like, okay, I want to kind of find two fans, I don't want a random, like whatever pops up on YouTube, and you, you said there's the 432 hertz, the 528 hertz, is there a list somewhere that they can find out what each hertz stands for? Like, okay, this one's dealing with grief, this is dealing with anxiety. Is there like a location for that?
1: I think if you maybe just Google notable frequencies or um, meanings of vibrational frequencies, something like that should get you close to where it is. Okay. Um, I don't have anything off the top of my head cause I have another source, but it's not a, an online source. It's a, okay. it's a personal source that I, I had from a training. So, but I think if you Google notable frequencies okay. that will come up and, um, just to note on my YouTube channel, I also have some sound healing meditations that people have, can have access to, and I'll be uploading more, um, to Uh, make them accessible. Like you said, um, sometimes people don't necessarily want to go out to a studio, you may feel more comfortable experiencing it in your own home. And that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And that's one way that you can do that.
0: Oh, okay. So I, I like the keywords that you gave us because I was just thinking like, how do I figure this out? Like, how do I like break it down? <laughs> so you right. said notable frequency. So this is great keywords. And um, I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. So thank you for sharing that information. So, mm-hmm. so we all know to go to you first to get your, you know, your sound healing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you start going to those, to start going out there further where you have it right there. Okay. Okay. So this is, um, This is good to know. And I think I'm going to go back a a little bit. Um, You said you are a certified um, sound healer. Um, What does, what does a certification look like?
1: Okay. So I did um, a three month intensive training. And when I say intensive, it was intensive, but it was beautiful Um, because it was, so was again, a multifaceted program. So you some healing and sound playing the samples is very intuitive, but there's also science you need to know behind it to effectively be able to educate other people. So I learned about the science, the history behind it. Um, there is also music theory involved um, because, um, and not to get too deep off into it, but some uh, frequencies that you play together can create sort of this dissonant sound that may not be pleasant that may not be uh, Uh conducive to healing and if you don't really take a training that those are things that you might not really know um, if you're just doing it intuitively so The training also looked like um, learning um, meditation practices, various, various embodiment practices that you can incorporate into your daily routine. It showed, um, it it really taught you how to create a full sound healing ceremony, celebration, whatever, you know, descriptive term you want to put onto it, but Mm -hmm. really to create this experience. So Mm -hmm. again, there's, science, there's music theory, there's meditation, there's um, creating ceremony, there was the business behind it. So it was a beautiful, beautiful certification um, to where you can really educate people and not just, you know, sort of, it's beautiful to play intuitively, but I am a believer in education and and giving people the knowledge to know what they're doing, why they're doing it. So they're not just sort of out there blindly, you know, doing things. It really is important to be able to educate people.
0: Oh, thank you for that, Um, because I. I wasn't aware, not saying I didn't think there was a, you know, a course out there, but you know how you see people that have yoga, you know, certified yoga teacher, but you see people playing the sound bowls, including me. Um. (laughs) And you don't, I'm just thinking like, okay, this is a whole intuitive um, situation going on here, but you know, it's great to hear that there's music theory, there is science behind it and so on. Now, if a person's out here just saying, I'm just playing, I'll just do what I do. And is it possible they can like, just like play like some off stuff and then bring like, instead of calming the anxiety, it like brings up more anxiety. Is that possible?
1: so let me say this I started out the same way I did not just pick up the balls and go to this great training I started out intuitively and that is how most people start out Mm -hmm. you see it online you see the power of it so you're like I want to do that too I'm interested in that so it is perfectly 100% okay to say you know what I'm gonna get some bowls and I'm gonna start playing you know <laughs> don't don't think you have done yeah. anything wrong or that that's any less um, no the, the bowls and, and really any holistic practice is about because you're, you''re you have to be intuitively drawn to it to begin with right yeah. to know if you want to continue to pursue it So that is completely fine that's exactly the way I started. Now, whether or not you can play something that, that can, can maybe be off-putting, I think Yes, I will say yes. Um, Because some, some frequencies just don't sound good together. And so sometimes, again, like I said, they can create sort of this dissonant to Mm -hmm. where dissonance where it can actually maybe bring up some anxiety or maybe bring up some things that are not so relaxing. Um, But what I will say is that for the most part, I think people have a pretty good idea of what sounds good to the ear. So most people that I hear playing intuitively are not, you know, just playing things <laughs> or create, you know, <laughs> chaos. So, yeah. so, so, so no, I guess the answer to that is kind of yes and no.
0: Okay. And <laughs> thank you so much for um, making everyone feel comfortable to pick up a sound ball. Um, you know, <laughs> coming in and saying it's fine if you are resonating with that sound bow. Go ahead, girl, get it, start moving around. And this is where the juices flow. You know, just like everything in life, you know, a little kid starts drawing on a piece of paper before it may go to art school or whatever it is, a little girl may be dancing in the living room before she goes takes ballet. It all starts somewhere, you know. It does you don't have to wait till you take, you know, the intensive course before you can start practicing and that's where you know um you know where learning begins it begins within your practice so i
1: couldn't i couldn't agree with that more (laughs)
0: okay okay so we get okay we're getting a nice understanding I'm learning I love this I'm learning I feel like do I need to go and take me a three-month intensive <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: I, I I definitely suggest yes do that um and and if you're interested in learning more about the intensive that I took please um you know feel free to reach out to me anyone listening and mm-hmm. you if you're interested reach out to me and we can you know dive more in depth and talk about that because it was a fantastic program. So.
0: Yay. Okay. That's, that's beautiful. So, okay. So we got some idea of what sound healing is. So take us through what a sound healing session looks like. Absolutely. So, um, again, I feel like I say this to every question
1: you have, it can be complex because (laughs) there are different, um, but that's the beauty of it again, but because there can be different, um, of course, depending on the practitioner, but also the setting where you're at. So just to keep it, you know, very general, um, there is a, what a one-on-one session is going to look like. And then there is what a group session is going to look like. Mm -hmm. So um, a group experience typically for me personally um, is usually about 60 to 90 minutes. And I start out with, Um, just some exercises, very, very simple breathing exercises, maybe an opening meditation to just bring everybody's attention into the room, sort of leaving, giving people time and space to leave whatever it is outside, outside, and sort of bring their attention and really allow them to be present for this 60 or 90 minutes that we have together. So breathing exercises, uh, an opening meditation, and then I get into my education. I talk about, um, you know, what we're there for. Whether it's a full moon celebration or it's a healing grief, um, you know, session. We get into some of those things, um, and that can vary from there's a wide array of topics within all of those topics. So we get into that. And then of course I educate them on, about sound healing and some things that they may experience throughout the sound healing. So they get the history and um, you know the intention setting part of it. They get all of that education in that portion. And then we pick up, um, if it's a 90 minute session, I try to get in somewhere between 45 minutes to 60 minutes of sound, which creates an incredibly deep meditative experience for most people in the session. So that's sort of what the group session is going to look like.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In the one-on-one session, that is obviously going to be more tailored to what the individual is uh, seeking. So typically those are more I don't want to say more intuitive, but they're more organic because it's the person, you know, it's going to come to you and say, Hey, you know, I really want to work on this today. And so that's what you work on. There's really no preset idea of what, you know, you're going to be working on whatever they say they want to work on. That's what we, we focus on in the session, but whether you're in the one-on-one or the group setting, it really is all about um, creating a safe space to, um, be a a space of release and again intention setting and then just creating that um vibe of relaxation and energetic alignment so um they they can be similar but again that one-on-one is more tailored to what that individual needs at that particular moment
0: Mm -hmm. oh beautiful um okay so that this is good to know um (laughs) and then at the end of the group session when the sound stops, do how do you bring them out? Um, Ooh, the
1: sound? Beautiful question. <laughs> is, well, I've never been asked that question before, but it's so important because you do not just want to leave people out there in this meditative state. That can be very, very dangerous, and that's also something we learned about in the training that you would not know. Um, unless you know a lot about sound healing. (laughs) That that tells me you know a lot about sound healing. So what I typically like to do is, I typically will use a different instrument to bring them out. So um, I primarily work with the crystal bowls. That is my primary instrument, but I also have some chimes that I work with. And chimes are a great way to sort of bring people out of that meditative state. But in addition to that, I always bring people back with my voice. So always leading them back saying, bring your presence back into your body, bring your presence back into the room. And sometimes that can take quite a bit of time. It's not just this because you don't want to rush it, right? You Mm -hmm. want people to continue to You've guided them so beautifully into the experience. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you're guiding them just as beautifully out of the experience. So that can, you know, sometimes take 15 minutes to really sort of wake people up because some people have actually fallen asleep in these sessions. (laughs) So, so, um, you know, just being mindful to use your voice to bring people back um, and, and really you know, I always do a check-in in a group session. I check with every single person before they leave. Hey, do you need some extra time? Please feel free to sit here for a moment. If, cause I can tell when people have not co- quite come yeah. back to themselves yet. And that is one thing you do not want to do. You do not want to leave people yeah. out there in those States. So,
0: okay. Oh, this, so this is very good to know. Um, and, and I, I didn't know this about sound healing, um, but I, I, I took my 200 hour yoga certification and then within that course, you know, we understood about the construction of the class and at the beginning, you know, we're bringing that nervous system down, you know, you know, so I understood like the construction. So I'm like, okay. So then I, from taking my notes from yoga, I'm like, okay, now they're there. Now, then what do we do now? <laughs> so, um, so it's, it's cute how like, you know, once you kind of learn, like, it's kind of like math like once you kind of learn the formula you understand like okay like it makes sense
1: (laughs) and that's beautiful that you bring that up because a lot
0: of the the
1: the ideas and the the things that I share I share both in my sound healing and my yoga so there's a lot of cross section in these practices that's beautiful but but let me make one point here there are definitely sound healing meditations that you have online where there. are is only music, there is no, cause I have some online, there is no um, voice to take you in and no voice to take you out. Mm-hmm. So when you are listening to those, be very mindful that you are coming out and that you are back into a space where you are present because when you're listening to something online, it's really your responsibility to make sure that you don't leave yourself out there. So that's just something to note when you're listening to these um, these, a lot of the 432 and the 528 Hertz that I was telling you about, those Uh don't have any voice bringing you in or bringing you out. Mm -hmm. So just be careful. I wouldn't drive when I'm listening to these things. I wouldn't be, you know, if you operate heavy machinery at work, don't try to listen to a sound healing while you're doing that. That's, that's not advisable. So Just be mindful when you're, when you're listening to
0: those where you just have the musical frequencies,
1: make sure that you bring yourself back and, and make sure that you've integrated back into your body.
0: Thank you for bringing that awareness to us. So I have a question. Someone goes online and they're listening to the 528 Hertz and they're like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep on this. Is it okay for them to go to sleep on it? Absolutely. Okay.
1: And and what I tell people in my sound, so most people are concerned that, you know, if I fall asleep, I'm not going to um receive the the sound healing as I should. But the way sound healing works is that it is clearing energy um and, and is <laughs> is so complex. That's why I, I don't want to bring too much into it because we would be here on your podcast for like three hours and I, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. But the, the essence of the way sound healing works is really working to clear energy at the cellular level. So even if you're sleeping, you are still reaping those benefits. Your brain waves, your brain waves slow down when you sleep either way. So the, you know, creating these you're still receiving the benefit of slowing your brainwave states down from the vibrational frequencies. And like I said, I use this um, pri- not primarily, but a-, a good portion of this for insomnia. So there are many times that I fall asleep on sound healings, I mean probably four <laughs> five <laughs> nights a week. So, um yes, that is okay.
0: Okay, you you start answering my next question for you. I was gonna say, well, what's the benefits of sound healing? Even though you know, you've been talking about it through the the podcast, because you told us at the very beginning how it you know it helps with depression and all of these you know these symptoms that us Americans seem to be suffering from, anxiety and everything. And you were just talking about how it benefits on the cellular level. Um, so if you can like give us like all the details behind the benefits that someone would want to take a sound healing for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really have, uh, I think, a beautiful example of that. So I worked as a, um, and, and this is when science meets holistic health. So mm-hmm. I worked um, for a short time in the hospice setting as a nurse. And hospice is, um, in a nutshell, it's end-of-life care, making sure that people who are at the end of their life, um, there's certain criteria, but that they have the most comfortable um, experience that they can have with the time left that they have. And music therapy was one of the major modalities that the hospice company that I worked for and, and many other hospice companies that that they offer because it can help with pain and again, help mm-hmm. with reducing anxiety. So this Western medical company also recognizes the value of how sound healing can help with pain, anxiety. Um, now, it's not necessarily crystal bowls because that would be very difficult to take into someone's home, but they do use voice and things like guitars and flutes and violins. So, um, again, helping with you know pain and and um, it can and, and what it also does is. We talk a lot about the relaxing aspects of it, but it also has these energizing effects because when you work to clear this energy and realign and rebalance, it gives you this energetic boost. So it's it's almost crazy to think about you can be relaxed and energized at the same time, but it's. Maybe I'll say more of like a restoration. So it relaxes you, you feel restored, and then ultimately it re energizes you. So mm-hmm. just just so so many benefits.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It's like restoring the cells. Like, you know, you have a you rest, you have a good night's sleep, but then you're, you know, you rejuvenate it when you wake up. You don't wake up saying, ah it goes today but you know you wake up and you feel it in your in your cells and your system because you were able to take that rest and allow yourselves to do what it needed to do um and with the sound therapy it sounds like it <laughs> it's allowing things to let it do what it do now um how do you Well. You, but when, when you are, I guess when you are, you know, giving your education and talking to people about all of the amazing benefits behind sound therapy, it's definitely. I'm trying to find the words for it. It's definitely in a like a an open um jaw, saying this is what it's capable of doing, but it's also understood that everyone's um rece- may receive it differently, um as well too. And are there any, can pe- can someone claim with doing sound therapy, this is where maybe I'm trying to say, can someone claim with doing sound therapy that it's going to heal something? Is that a possible thing that can be claimed? Oh, I'm going to do a sound therapy on you and it's going to clear all your chakras and you'll be healed. Is that a possible claim or does it really need to be in the open bubble of these are the possibilities that can happen from it?
1: So again I think my answer is going to be affected a lot by my background.
0: Mm-hmm. No. You mm-hmm. cannot
1: say that in my opinion. Yeah. I would never s- tell somebody come to my come to this one-on-one session we're going to clear energy and you're going to be aligned because they could come to your session and feel even more confused than they did <laughs> before yeah. they walked in
0: the door, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> so and then you're getting into also, you know, legalities there. You cannot yeah. claim that you're healing somebody. Um, even me being a nurse practitioner, I cannot say that I am a licensed healthcare provider because technically I am certified. I am not licensed like a physician. So mm-hmm. even making those distinctions, um, you cannot be licensed as a nurse or practitioner, just so you know, I, the certification is the highest you can be as a yeah. nurse practitioner, but you have to be very careful with the claims that you're making because there's no there's no evidence that, because like you said, everybody is different. There is scientific evidence with sound healing. So I want to be c- very careful when saying that but you cannot say that you are going to heal somebody or that you can guarantee a certain outcome. So what I like to say is that most people come and have a relaxing experience. Most people find they release some type of anxiety or um, most people say that they feel more energized, but I, I cannot, I can say that, you know, Sound healing has the potential to clear unblocked energy in the root chakra, but I cannot say unique we're going to have a sound healing and you're going to be totally aligned afterwards. No, you're going to be totally healed afterwards. No, I would not ever make those claims.
0: Thank you. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your honesty around that. Um, and, and I guess the question, or well, I'm not even sure if it was a question. I was trying to find a way to say it because I definitely, uh, I'm, I'm trying to speak if I'm a very high vibrational place. Um, but I, you know, I definitely heard someone make that claim before and, and I, 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 I questioned, you know, the, the claim, but you know, I can see how someone, you know, that maybe hasn't taken a 200 hour yoga certificate to, to certification or hasn't been in the holistic and wellness space, you know, at a certain level can be very open to receive the claim and to understand that we are all on our personal journeys and even if someone your best friend said oh that sound here and then clear me up is going to do the same thing for you you know even the practitioner may not even say that just always realize that this is your personal journey and what may work for someone else may be a different journey for you and be open to the beautiful benefits that something can offer to you but don't invest like your whole soul and spirit and to be like oh why am I not fixed why am I not fixed (laughs) because we are definitely in a fast-paced society where we want the magic blue pill instantly where and but the reality is that there is work there is a journey there is more steps to it than the blue pill and you know and the sound journey may be a part of like the whole like um you know, the whole, the whole process, you know, it's not, you know, just like if you want to lose weight, this is like the easiest example. You don't just like, you know, say I'm going to eat a salad today. Where's my weight loss. You have to be consistent (laughs) with eating well. You have to be consistent with moving your body. You have to be consistent with taking, you know, your, your, your water intake. You have to be consistent with getting your sleep. I just, you know, there's a consistency of many components to make up the weight loss of that 10 pounds you're trying to get, get off. And it's the same thing with our anxiety. our depression. depress, you're not, I'm not anxiety and depression. I don't want to make claims on that, but it's the same thing with our healing journey. Um, be mindful of that. So I just wanted to kind of like, <laughs> cause it stuck with me. I was like, did she say that?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I don't, like I said, just to take this a little bit further, mm-hmm. um, you know, what I teach is what I teach and what other people teach is is what other people teach. So I don't knock anything. But again, like you said, um, you have to be mindful of what you're sharing with people and how you're sharing it. Again, because just because sound healing has been so transformational in my life, it might not necessarily be that for somebody else. They could like it and enjoy it. But you know, again, to make, you have to be very careful when you're making claims, saying healing, what it is guaranteed to do, and all of those things. You, you, I would just say, stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So just putting that out there. You take what yeah. you take from it, you know, and you know, someone's listening to this and now they're like, now let me start following all these Instagrammers with sound bowls and stuff like this. And then now they're like, oh, should I go to this place or go to that place? But having a, a full scope of the, um of all information out there. So yeah, now that I, we got that out, but uh, <laughs> what, is, so now you, I, I've seen, videos and pictures of you with your sound bowls you have a collection of them that they look so beautiful and but I know some of them are a little bit different and I even see you got one of them fancy a couple of them fancy fancy bowls <laughs> fancy ones um, so what are like the difference and like do you have a suggestion on what someone like if someone says okay I want to go ahead and get one where do I even start because they may start by looking at the fancy fancy one for 800 and they're like oh Taught. but you know <laughs> yeah you kind of know what's the difference between them
1: yeah 100 percent. again another fabulous question um so if you um anybody listening to this if you ever come across um any of my photos like unique has you'll see that i have um it, I have a quite a collection, but there are two main types of bowls that I have. So let me just say this about bowls. Um, there are different types of bowls. Um, there are I think the, the first bowls that were around were the Tibetan bowls and those are those metal bowls that you see. Um, so that is one type of bowl. Now the bowls that I have are made out of quartz, quartz crystal. So. In in my photos, you'll see bowls that are white, and then in my photos, you'll see bowls that are different colors. So the white bowls are made out of only frosted quartz crystal. And as you said, those are They cost less, but to me, they are just as beautiful as the more expensive bowls. Um, So those are the bowls that I started out with. And those are the bowls that I suggest other people start out with. Because again, you don't want to invest thousands of dollars into bowls. And then if you get them and you're like, okay, maybe this is not really resonating with me like I thought it would. Now you've made this, you know, thousands and thousands and dollars of investment where you could have, you know, maybe spent a little bit less money, got a feel for them. And if you're just starting out, the the frosted bowls, I think are a beautiful way to go. Mm -hmm. Now, the bowls that are different, the different colors that you will see, those are called crystal alchemy bowls. And so what that means is they are made of a composition of precious metals, um, precious gemstones, um, and, and different, um, you know, minerals and things like that. So they have an alchemy, they had, they are a combination. So they're quartz and then, um, different alchemies. And so what makes those so special is that each one of those bowls is one of a kind, all, all the thousands of those alchemy bowls that you see on the internet and on Instagram, they are all one of a kind. So that's what makes them so special and, and makes them a lot more pricey. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think having a combination of both what I use creates, they do have a different quality of sound, I would say. Um, So I think when you play them together, they create a very, very beautiful sound bath, but having just frosted or having just crystal alchemy um, is beautiful in and of itself. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say is that it is our notion to always think that, oh my gosh, I have to have those fancy bowls. I have to have to, I don't have to save up. And I was the same way, you know, you see other people with the crystal alchemy bowls and then you're like, oh, well, my bowls are frosted quartz. Do not have that mentality. Always show gratitude for what you have, because again, those crystal bowls affect the people that I facilitate meditations for the same, the, the same way that the more expensive ones resonate. So mm-hmm. Just be mindful of that. And one thing that I'll say about gratitude is that, you know, when I was in this training, I didn't have the Crystal Alchemy Singing bowls, And most of the people in the training did. And what I decided to do was instead of focusing on me not having those bowls, I just kept showing so much gratitude and love for the bowls that I did have. Mm -hmm. And I showed so much when, when, you know, the the individuals in the training, they would show their bowls and they would be so proud and I would show them gratitude and love. And eventually one day, I didn't think I was going to be able to get those Crystal Alchemy Singing Bowls, Mm -hmm. but I was able to do that. And I think it came from me being grateful for just being able to have a sound bowl, period. So be very mindful when you're watching people online that, you're not, one, comparing, and just that you're being mindful that if you have one singing bowl, put your intention on that and play that bowl like you have 12 bowls, and mm-hmm. I promise you, you'll slowly but surely, if that's what you're supposed to do, you'll you'll start to build um, the set that you want, and um, just, just show gratitude and whatever kind of bowls that you have, because they're both beautiful and they both create um, amazing quality sound baths. So I know I went on a rant with that one. I apologize, but that no, that's very no. important to me. So.
0: No, I really, I I love that you did that because over here <laughs> to Become a Unique podcasts, I want things to, I, you know, I love when things are a, a life lesson. And it, I I took more from that than just about the singing balls. I took the gratitude out of it, I, you know, to wake up every day and just be grateful for what we have in this moment and not keep wishing for something else. You know, we're wishing for a better job, wishing for a better loving condition and, and so on. But to just hold, gratitude for what we have in this moment and then once and then when the universe be looking the universe be watching and it'd be like yeah you can't graduate to that next level because you ain't even grateful for the level you got so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah mm-hmm. I'm telling
1: you when I started truly mm-hmm. living with gratitude and I mean saying it out loud and saying it to other people and just the things that opened up into my life, the things that, you know, I didn't even necessarily ask for or have on my radar that would be open to me. I I 100% believe that when I change my mindset and start being grateful, I mean, even like you said, just for waking up, um, powerful, powerful things started to happen in my life. And that's a whole nother podcast.
0: (laughs) I know, yeah, yeah definitely yeah gratitude is beautiful I'm I'm happy that you gave that reminder and um and one more little question one more not little <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you question so little but one more question in reference to the different bowls so a person's like okay I know there's the forested ones you done sold me on gratitude I'm gonna be grateful for the for the um <laughs> for the more affordable ones um and now they're looking now they're seeing these different notes what are the different notes and what's the meaning behind them? Like, you know, and, and what should, you know, any suggestions on what, you know, what direction someone should go towards?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Man, you are asking some amazing (laughs) questions. You, uh, people listening, she is getting to the nitty gritty. She is (laughs) not wasting any time. She has (laughs) the most important sound healing questions. So I really appreciate that. Um, so there are, again, <laughs> I, it, I will try to sum it up as, as easily as possible. So you are absolutely correct. There are um, different notes that tap into different energy centers in the body. And I actually have a beautiful course. It's called Chakra Alignment Series. And it is, I get into um, each individual chakra and i get into how that matches up with the symbols that i have
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so um The chakras, just very briefly, are these energetic centers that we have in our body. And they tap into um, different um, energies, different emotions, different feelings uh, that we have. And they can either be balanced or they can be unbalanced by uh, just everyday life and everyday situations. So yes, there are specific notes on the sound bowls that tap into these different vibrational frequencies. But let me say this um, just because, let's say, so I'll just give you a brief example. So the note G taps into our root chakra, it's our most basic chakra. So just because let's say you only have one bowl, you have a G root chakra bowl, right? And so you're like, well, how am I going to get into the other chakras? if I only have this G that you told me taps into the root chakra. Correction. The root chakra is the musical tone C. Mm -hmm. Well, again, remember these vibrational frequencies are healing on the cellular level. So they're not just tapping into the root chakra. Yes the musical frequency tone of G does tap into the root chakra, but it also taps into clearing energy, balancing energy, aligning energy. And and what we have to realize is that our chakra system is a system. So it's just like our cardiovascular system. So our arteries and veins affect our heart or vice versa. So Mm -hmm. it's all a, a system of energy. So if you have you know, um, cardiovascular disease in your heart, is probably somewhere else in the body because it's connected to a system. So mm-hmm. when we are ba- balancing one chakra, we're really tapping into the entire chakra system. And mm-hmm. like I said, I have um, an entire um, course on that, that not only tap, it gives you some beautiful information about sound healing, the individual chakras, and um, really how the sound bowls Tap into, like you said, those particular frequencies. Tap into particular energetic bodies within our energetic system.
0: Okay, beautiful. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so now we we gave the awareness out there. You know, so yeah. everyone goes to Amazon or wherever they go to, <laughs> yeah. and they're like. Oh, okay, let me get. The, you know, they may just pick any, and then all of a sudden, after they pick, they realize, wait a minute, there's different notes and stuff like that. And I just took one more question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when, so when they're looking at the bowls, and if they're looking on Amazon, since that seems to be the most convenient location nowadays, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there's different. They're, they're, the the bowls most of the time come with um, what is the name of the um the handle. Um.
1: So sometimes they some are called wands. Some are called mallets.
0: Okay, mallets. Okay. So uh, you know, there's a suede one. There's one with the rubber, um, the rubber tip. Um, I don't know if there's different. I know I've had both of those, and um, I I, I've noticed a difference for me for both of those. And um, could you speak on the difference? I just took like my observation. I didn't do research on what's the difference between the two. I prefer the suede one. Um, (laughs) I I don't, I think I need more swag for that one with the little rubber tip.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so I don't really have surprisingly much more to add to that. You summed it up beautifully. Yes, they are different. You have the suede and then you have, which is called, I would classify that as the wand. And mm-hmm. then the mallet is has that little circular sort of rubber ball and then usually a, a wooden handle on it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they do give the balls a different sound, mm-hmm. um, but it's really all about personal preference. Definitely. Some people prefer to... Um, use a combination so depending on what type of frequency they're trying um, or what type of not frequency but sound they're trying to elicit so typically for me what I found with the frosted quartz the mallets give a little bit of a deeper sound and allow the bowls to ring out a little bit longer but they can also create like a scratching sound if you don't know how to use them properly. Yeah, so but I
0: don't think I got the flag. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's not going smooth for me. I'm like getting stuck, I'm like my energy's stuck. I can't get around this bowl. It's
1: not your energy, yes. it, it's the mallet for sure. Yes, it's, it's, the, it's not your energy. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is a huge reason why. I do like the way they sound better, but that's a huge reason why I don't use the mallets is because they would create that scratching sound. If you, you really have to, like I said, most of the time it's personal preference or really just getting used to them. So,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, this, uh, The suede, I think, are a lot better if you are trying to like strike your bowl versus Mm -hmm. sort of what we call swirling it. So when you're just striking it, I think you want to just use the suede just to be mindful of not breaking the bowls because you want to be, you can strike them, but you also want to be gentle with them. You don't want to break them. So we're Mm -hmm. not just, we're not hitting them. We're just giving it a nice strike. And I think the suede, is better for that but again like i said i suggest if you're going to um you know continue as a facilitator just practice and try try them out and like i said i think more than anything is personal preference
0: Mm -hmm. okay okay thank you for clearing that up and my last note um, for someone, if they're looking to purchase a bowl and they're on Amazon, so you can look for the two, you know, you'll see the same bowl and you'll see one company selling with the suede and one company selling it with the um, rubber tip, you know, be mindful that, you know, it's two different mallets and also be mindful if to get one that comes with a case. I found the case to be very beneficial. Because um, I did get one with a case and one without the case. And I'm like, I want a case for the other one. And so, um, <laughs> and the case is very convenient, especially if you want to travel with it. And um, and you're like, oh, I want to go to the beach and do this on the beach or whatever. You know, to travel, you really need the case. Because I don't see how you're going to pack it in any other way. You ain't putting this in your suitcase. Not happening.
1: It's an absolute necessity to, yeah. have, <laughs> to have a case. yeah
0: Yeah, so be mindful when you're purchasing try to purchase one with a case because then I didn't really see options after I purchased the other one without the case um you know
1: say that's interesting because Mm. they typically come in the case like they'll come in the case and then in the box so I'm surprised that yours um did not come with the case when I'm
0: it was one that didn't come but it didn't come with like the case the um the bag I feel like do I have a bag here um like, you know, the bag that you hold the handle, and it has all the cushions around it and the side yeah. pockets and stuff like that. that. But yeah, and then one did and I just think it came like nicely packed tight in the box or something like that. And it came with like the suede um baggy, like the, you know, like the dust bag. It came with mm-hmm. that, but it didn't come with like that, that cute bag.
1: Yeah, Um, (laughs) definitely, especially for somebody like you, if you are planning on sharing these sound baths in places um, other than your home, you definitely want to get a case. Now, I don't know what size your bowls are, but um, if you have a larger case, there's a way that you can maybe able to get your other bowl inside of that. Oh, inside of it, Yeah yeah but again you have to be very very mindful with that how you're packing it because you don't want them banging up against each other because when you get the balls you see that the the frosted quartz are they're pretty sturdy but again they can they can break so you just want to be mindful of yeah
0: that. I broke yeah
1: <laughs> you broke one
0: yeah actually and I had actually two times and I can Amazon replaced the first one and I was honest. And this is where honesty comes in. It was, um, how did it even break? I can't remember the details on her book, but it, it, and I called, it was like, I called Amazon. I said, I didn't buy the insurance because they do offer the insurance. I said, I didn't buy the insurance. I said, this is the honest truth. This is what happened. I don't know why my mind can't remember the incident of how it broke, but I just, but what I do remember from the incident, I just said, let me shoot my shot. I told the truth. I wasn't going to make up a lie saying it was shipped to me, broken and stuff like that. And the woman said, make sure you get rid of the bowl. I, I don't want you to send it back to us because it's glass. Make sure you get rid of it safely. And I'm going ahead, putting a credit in your account for you to get another one. And then I that's what I remember from. So I can't remember the negative part of how it broke, yes, <laughs> yes, but I remember honesty. sold, honesty, and and then now I have um, now one, it was funny. I went to my husband, came behind me, I'm on the boat, and then he's being a playful person. He comes behind me, and like, hit, and I'm like, I go, boom, and then it's like it, it, it cracks. And so then like one piece, like, you know, like, I had the, the, you know, the sway one when you said, don't hit it too hard, but because he came behind me and like, you know, being playful, I boom. And then it said, so that one, and I knew I bought insurance for like, um, insurance for that one. And then I just haven't like done the insurance claim on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, so would yes, say, you know, like, I usually don't buy like, you know, they're always want you to get those in- insurance on everything you buy on Amazon. And first, I like if it was electronics, I would say no, but if it's not that much for the bowls, then I would say go for it just because they are, you know, so fragile. But what I'll tell you about your bowl, the first one that broke and they replaced it, that first one was just not meant to be your bowl. Yeah. So, and that's what happens sometimes, you know, um, mm-hmm. when bowls break, you know, sometimes it's like, that was not the bowl that was meant for you. And so you got the bowl that was meant for you, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Through and that's honesty, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: and that's what, about life as well, too. Sometimes things don't work out for us. This <laughs> is just not meant to be. It's
1: mm-hmm. not yours. Yeah.
0: So, and be okay with that. Release. <laughs> This has been such an amazing, amazing conversation. I've definitely learned so much from you and I am so grateful for it. (laughs) But before I let you go, I would love for you to tell everyone what does becoming unique mean to you?
1: Yeah. Well, before I do that again, this was such an incredible uh, conversation and I'm so excited for you to share this with, um, you know, the people that are listening to your podcast. So thank you so much for inviting me. Um, You know, it really is an honor because I know when you bring people into your space, you have to know that what they're sharing is, you know, what you want to be shared with your audience. So thank you. That that really means the world to me. So becoming unique. So what that means for me is really stepping into your power. And having the confidence to share your light, your passions, your talents, your gifts, but having the confidence to share it in a way that is most authentic to you. So sharing your light with the world as your most authentic self is really what I think becoming unique means.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Sharing it as your authentic self. Yes, I love it. And having the confidence to share it as your authentic self. You said that as well, too. So beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate you.
1: You are so welcome. I appreciate you as well.
0: Raise your hand if you are ready to experience a sound healing bath. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Nyla, for coming onto the podcast and giving us a full understanding on what sound healing is. I really thank you for that. And make sure you guys check out all of Nyla's information, it's in the show notes. Make sure you check out her YouTube. And yeah, I will see you guys again next week with another amazing episode. And I thank you guys for showing up. And bye.